Hype Podcast, Season 5. This is going to be an exciting one. Uh, <laughs> my name is Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. I'm John. Uh, I'm still Jeff Collins. Collins. Oh. And Trevor Lindy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you look very so imposing is- there, Bond. You're like very, very above us right now. It's like you're ready to fight. He's looking down on us. Yeah. Yes. Looking down on his ivory castle. And he's got the brick wall beside him. Today's a happy day, boys. Freedom. My oldest pitcher, Bill Gibson, and screaming freedom. And the kids are back in school. Yeah. And then it's back to work. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I mean, this morning was, you know, a daughter yesterday liked her shoes. This morning she hated her shoes. Meltdown central. And then, oh, my God. But. It was very happy to drop them off. Let me tell you. See, so we went we went um, back to school shopping yesterday for the kids, and they don't want anything. And I said, "No, we're getting new clothes. Look good, feel good." I made them get new clothes yesterday. Where'd you go to the outlet malls? Yeah, under, I only shop at Under Armour now. So. Okay, <laughs> it's fifty percent off everything in the whole store. So, do I look less angry now? Yes, less imposing. Yeah, that looks good. Okay, less imposing. Did you yeah, sit on that little stool? Is that what yeah, you did? You brought yourself up with a little stool there? That's a little stool. I mean. It's a little turtle stool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys. During the summer, though, like working from home most of the time for me, I feel so guilty with the kids. Like ignoring oh, them most of the harder. day, trying to get work done and leaving. And it's just, uh, you know, and then it's a bittersweet day when they go back to school because you do miss them and all that. But they got to, you know, they're growing up. My kids going to grade eight today. Crazy. Mine crazy. too. One of them hate, hate it. I hate last last day last yeah. year before uh, high school. Eh? It just just grew up like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So Bondo, I I was talking on the weekend with one of my son's friends, uh, okay. parents, and w- for your school district, are apparently I, I think we would be the same one, right? Where they have to opt out of collegiate. I think collegiate is our primary school. And they can opt out of it if they're staying with district school board. And then they go to, to um, Sir Winston Churchill, I think. I found that kind of strange. Because oh, Collegiate's so so much farther away than Sir Winston Churchill is. So why would... Right? I, I mean, that that's above my pay grade, Trev. Is I mean, it? Uh, in terms of the household functions, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen any... Lisa would... Uh, would uh, be taking pictures of what doing. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, Collins? Uh, I gotta impress the women. I'm showing what I'm doing. Hey, eh? I'm sending to my secret yeah. admirers. Okay. He's What's actually done? just scheduling oh, his follow zero up of them? To Protox. That's what he's doing yeah. right now. He's following up his schedule, yeah, yeah, his uh, follow up appointment. Nope. Um. So this is revenge yeah, so- of the realtor. Soon as. For me, I, 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 want, I want to start out this right off the bat. Yeah, you do that. Every, every realtor I talked about basically said they tried to take the summer off because it's been two years of full speed ahead. And yeah. they're all thinking, and I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off, but they're all thinking back, you know, kids are back to school, get back to work. And like every realtor I talked to is just all over everything, like booking showings, listings, all this stuff, just because they're like, oh, I just basically took two months off. <laughs> I got to get paid. So I think it'll be, and, and we're all, we're all talking about this right now. We were talking our little group chat about the, 
the fear mongering that the, the media is putting out there for real estate and how the sky is falling and, and all this bullshit that's, that's, you know, be put out there. It's essentially clickbait. And we know it's not as bad as it looks like there was a price adjustment. I do believe the just, the price has mostly been adjusted now, but I also keep saying to everyone I talk to that this summer was not an ordinary summer. If you look at it, school uh, kids sports was back full speed which it hasn't really been full speed for two years last year it started but there's a lot of kids that were pulled and not put into it concerts were back everywhere in niagara i, I went to three of them i know, nice. I know trevor went to a couple too you know beaches were packed um canada's waterland was open people were camping cottages were, were open you know it was just let's get back to life somehow enjoy yeah. living you know and, and for me, as a real estate agent and a builder, uh, the last two years is kind of what propped up the economy was, was the real estate market and, and building. And it was just it was it was no slowdown whatsoever. And to be honest, I think a lot of realtors kind of welcomed this summer and and said, I need a break. I'm going to enjoy family and friends and hopefully, hopefully we'll get back. We'll get back to it. And people aren't taking that into the equation that. Burnout's a real thing in our industry, in all four of our industries, to be honest. And every industry. People needed a break right now. And and it'll be interesting because I think there's gonna be some very motivated realtors out there to get to work. And and people say, well, you, you need a buyer and a seller, but let's be honest, in my industry, if you've got a buyer or a seller, you've got to be on them pretty quick. You've got to motivate them. You've got to have the answers for everything. You've got to push the ball down the hill, you know, and and it's really your 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 motivating factors to them, their your responses, your having some system in place to go from an idea to you know we're looking at houses or listing houses right off the bat. So I really think it's going to be an interesting September and October. I don't know what you guys think. I think it's well, going to be I, I pretty go interesting. Your... Go ahead, Josh. I want a price adjustment comment though. Um, and I think we've said more, but I mean, realistically, speak maybe a little bit more to the price adjustment today to say December or, or November 2021, Jeff. Well, well really, it's for January and February of 2022. Where, 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 where's our price adjustment? Well, we're adjusting across the board right now, and we we had our our we have a weekly meeting with our brokerage, and they said right now you should be looking to buy invest. They think it is a little bit of a lull in pricing. It's actually probably lower than it should be right now, and people think it's going to go further down with the the interest rate that I think could be happening tomorrow. Um, but what, be. what we're saying right now is if you're if you're downsizing, it's not the best time. So if you're selling something that's worth a lot more. And then you're going down to a smaller purchase. So if you have a um, uh, 3,500 square foot, two story, two acre house worth 1.5 million, and you're looking for that bungalow worth $700,000, we're suggesting might not be the best time to do it right now, just because your, your higher priced house is down in value compared to your, your lower priced house. But really, if you look at the last six months, let's say, let's say nine months, because we're, we're September. Yeah. Um, January, February, everybody knows the insane peak. Okay. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people who missed the boat on that price point. And, and I just think it was a blip in the radar. It's where there was such so a, a minute, there was such a small amount of inventory, but we were coming out of Christmas time 
where Christmas takes like a two, three week hiatus of people even thinking about doing any kind of real estate because it's holidays, it's family. It's kind of like what this summer was. And that's that's my read on it. That was the insane peak of the of the of the market. So I'll give you an example of what it was going for. So one in about January, February, you're looking at a bungalow, like a twelve hundred square foot bungalow in well, and it was okay done up, they needed repairs, you're probably looking at about 800 to 850 for that. And this is in Southern Niagara, not North Niagara. I, I practice more in South Niagara. I do North Niagara, but I, I'm predominantly down here just because um, I get most of my calls from down here. Now, how but much now that, that same house that is house probably worth? 650. So it's We're down. In November of 2021. No, November, you're probably, I'd say very similar to that. If you're going year over year from last year, September to now, yep. you're probably up around 5%. So, okay. The market, the market stayed still- steady like yeah. it was. It just, we had this blip in January, yeah. February that went way up. And, and there were people, there's a big saying in real estate, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market, right? So it's owning the property yeah. and hanging on to it. Unfortunately, if you bought in January, February and you hold on to your house, like I'm one of those people, and you're hoping it went up a little bit or, or you just had time for it, it went down quite a bit from January, February. And there's some people who probably missed a good $100,000 at that point. But if you time the market from last year, you're up about 5% still from last year, um, this time this time last year. So, you know. I think the big thing is, is these these articles that you're actually seeing, and I, I posted it on, on LinkedIn and also shared it with you guys. And, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, Welcome back, Leanne and Stone Sea Witch and Mel. Thanks very much for guys listening and interacting. We really appreciate it. Um, the, uh, the 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 key is is they're using artificial like months. Do you know what I mean? Like so that one article, well, it's going to drop twenty to twenty five percent according to TD. But to Jeff's point, they're using like the one month worth of data. So it'd be like February, and they're comparing yep. it to August. And you can't do that. You got to put Jeff hit the nail right on the head. Everyone's state of mind is 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 different at a at different points in the year. So let me give you an example for me. Like April and May are crazy for and people that want insurance. I don't know. Maybe they're heading into summer and they want to be insured in case they kill themselves. I'm not too sure. But coming out of October and November is also a huge uh, two couple months for people who want insurance. And obviously January and February big for our RSP season. Well, I'm not going to compare my RRSP numbers to the middle of July and August, and I'm not going to compare my insurance in April and May to that of October and November. You've got to compare like with like, and that's what these media articles are not doing. However, and Jeff, if you, you can take this over if you want, but uh, it is true, it is factual that inventory is up, um, time on uh, time on the market is is up. Days on market is up. Um, and actually, in a matter of fact, in the GTA, um, in the month of August, prices increased 0.9%. August versus August, 21 versus 22. So there's your, like, you really have to really read these articles and you figure out what they're actually using for context. And that's what I feel that's not actually happening. But, you know, Jeff, you can take it from here with regards to the housing. I mean, like, yeah, you know, inventory, there's more inventory now. Uh, uh, There's slight price reductions because there's more competition. Uh, Time on the market is up. And depending on 
where in Ontario or where in the country. Um, so that doesn't mean, and, and units available to be sold is down. Sure. But that's just because of buy. There's not enough buyers, right? Um, go like, ahead. Like I, I've got a perfect example of a, of a client that, that many of us here represent. Um, we bought a house for him. I'd say about um, a little less than two years ago. It was a detached bungalow, no garage, and it had an unfinishable basement, let's say. You could use it for storage. It, it wasn't a full basement. It's probably about a five and a half foot basement. At the time, we had purchased this house, and it was a teardown. It was listed at 250 I got it for 245 And this is a plan that, that I do with a lot of young, um, handy professional guys that, that me and Trevor kind of represent. And then uh, Bond ended up closing the deal for him. Sorry, Curry, we're trying to get you in there, but they needed the money before they get to you. Um, but That's fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll get there. Believe me, it just, it, it, you must have a lot of older clients than younger clients. I'd assume that, and we can talk about that after, but anyways, yep. the plans always purchase plus um, where you get 40 grand worth of money. If you don't have the money and many of the younger people don't have it, they fix up as much as they can in the house for 40 grand. That's their, that's their whole budget. If they got an extra 10 grand, sure, let's go 50. So this client, had fixed up this house. He redid everything. So he recited it. He put new uh, stone skirting on the front, took out all the insulation. So there's no chance of vermiculite insulation, redid the wiring, put down new hardwood floors, new trim, drywalled it, new kitchen, blah, 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 blah. He spent 50 grand. Now people say, well, I can't do that for 50 grand. You probably can't. This is a very talented young carpenter. And he did all that. So when we got time to, to sell it, it was right around the peak of the market. Now I thought 550, 600, but as an agent, and it sounds bad, but you try to test the market a little bit. Now, as long as the strategy is informed to your client and they're on board, you can do it. Now, the reason I test the market is we have a lot of agents from out of town that come down and not necessarily doing the research. Now it might sound bad and people are gonna say, well, why you try? My job is to get as much as I can for my client. Okay, and I always tell people the market will tell you if it's doable or not. There's a lot of people who aren't doing their due diligence on pricing when they're buying. They always do what's called a CMA when they're selling, which is a comparative market analysis. But when they're buying, they should be doing the same thing. And me and Trevor talk about this all the time. So you want to buy a house for your client? Here's some comparables that are similar to yours. This is what they go for right now in this market, similar to. So we said, let's try 625. And this was just about middle of February, I think right around where Ukrainian Russian situation started up. Unfortunately, that's what most of the agents talk about as the big start of the decline in the market. Now I had a lot of factors to go into it. I think we came out of Christmas with such a low inventory and people thinking the market would continue on the upward trend. But as we all know, the interest rates were going to be attacked because inflation was high, especially house inflation. They tacked it hard and it went back down. So this house sat in the market, 625, we adjusted 600, it wasn't sitting, but from about middle of February, so March, April, May, June, the market went down 5% a month on average. Okay, 5% a month. And, and if you were ahead of it, you, you jumped ahead of it. But when we talked about doing this house flip, which was a yearly flip, so you don't pay capital gains on it, we thought put in 40 grand, 245, you're at 285, and we'll list it at 450. So he was making, you know, about $140,000 profit he puts in his pocket after expenses, real estate fees, closing costs, all that stuff. And he doesn't pay 
taxes on it because it's his primary residence and he has the ability of doing that. So that was the plan. So it was about 16, 18 months when we were doing that. Now we said 450 was the plan when we bought it. So we set that plan in motion at that time. Now we ended up having to drop and drop and drop. We ended up listing at 500 recently last week and we got two offers, went 505. So if you look back in hindsight, when we first started this project, he's $55,000 higher than we anticipated was his best case scenario. Okay. And, and there's a lot of people that have this situation going on. The problem is that the market went way up and people are, are, are so focused on getting that price that's no longer achievable that you can't do it. It's, it's kind of like if you think of gas prices, a buck 50, buck 45 we're seeing right now, and it feels like the best deal in the world because <laughs> we had $2 and two ten a little while ago, right? Now you see a buck 45 and you're racing to the, the gas pumps to fill up, right? But it, it's the same for your houses. If people weren't focused on that high price and they're looking at the lower price now, it's still higher than the price was two years ago. So we're up and real estate is still going to be like this year over year, except in the middle of the year, it blipped a little bit. Right. So that's what's going on right now. No, I mean, it, it, it's hey, at the end of the day, I mean, I know how you work. So, I mean, you you're you're fairly transparent and fairly straightforward. But I think people just need to realize that. But listen, the the season of, of you know, one, two, three hundred thousand over offering uh, over list is, is just not there right now. Um, and a lot of that has to do with a couple things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, just, you know, FYI, everyone, we're going from scrotox, which is Botox for your balls to now talking about how the world's going to end or not going to end with inflation and interest rates. Goes so, hand in hand. No pun intended. Yeah. Which by the way, that, that episode was our number one episode, uh, today. So hopefully this can kind of maybe. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't lead to a bunch of more, uh, <laughs> Dirty topics to spike our Yeah, rates. I know, right? <laughs> um, On but, our uh, podcast, of so professional figure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, she's a professional. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, all right. So we're going to talk about. I just want to. I want to address a couple things here to the people that are that are watching and listening. Thank you. Um. Uh. Stone Sea Witch. I mean, you have some pretty cheap property out west or down east. I think it's down east. She's down east. Um. Mel, yeah, I would have a look at your home in Ottawa. I don't know where you are in Ontario, but that is that that's that's a lot. Two K a year. Um, don't know where you are or why that is, but I don't do home in auto and I don't do home in auto for that exact reason. Because I can't figure it out either. Um, but we could get a we could get a professional on though one day if we want to get we should get a home and auto yeah, professional on. hundred percent. We should definitely get a home and auto on and um yeah. So. We've got a past episode that somebody can kind of listen to, right? But yeah, I don't think two grand for the relevant. years, Rich. Uh, for for us, yeah, I'm in St. Catharines, and I don't even make close to that. So. Um, I pay eleven hundred for my new house a year. I was gonna say I think I'm eight eight hundred a year for mine. Yeah, I'm about seven fifty. So two grand is higher. Yeah. We, we'd need more details um, on it, though, too. It depends, you know. Yeah, yeah. What the services are. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a professional on here for, for home and auto because that is definitely a unique beast. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely do that for sure. Um, inflation, interest rates. Trevor, what are you hearing from the inflation for the bank? So when, if you're listening to this later on and you're not watching us live, 
It is uh, Tuesday, September the 6th, the first day of school. Thank God. And um, well, tomorrow, for Ontario, let's be clear, or most of Ontario. Most of Ontario. Of yeah. Um, and basically, you have tomorrow, September 7th. Uh, we are 100% getting a announcement from the Bank of Canada. Uh, 10 a.m. I'm I'm at 10 a.m. We I I'm watching. Trev, I know you're going to be watching. Yeah. Um. What 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 are you hearing? What are your what are your experts hearing? What are, what are you saying? Most economists are on side with it being a, a half a point increase. That's pretty much what the consensus is. There's some rumblings, like if you. And and I'm pretty sure the article that you were referring to yesterday, Curry, when you gave me a buzz, was uh, the Globe and Mail article, where there was talks of potentially a three-quarter point increase, maybe even a full point, uh, as low as a quarter point. But it's pretty inevitable that we're going to see an interest rate increase. Um, even if you look back to, to the comments that Tiff Macklin, uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada, said what was it? He was, he wrote an op-ed in the national post. I believe it was uh, August 16th, I think was the article um, that he had written. And maybe we can try and pull it up just to put the link on the screen for anybody that wants to take a look at it. Uh, so I Go ahead. address Leanne's. Uh, yeah, there, right Jeff. now. So variable rate right now is sitting at 4.7%. So then you've got your adjustments that go along with, uh, with that. Um, for, you know, depending on the lending institution, you've got your discount associated with it. Or if you're in a home equity line of credit scenario or just a regular line of credit, you're a prime plus. Um, so it'll be based on 4.7 and then whatever the difference is. Um, sorry. So I, yeah, Tiff Macklin in August wrote a, a national post article, basically an op-ed saying, you know, they're moving full steam ahead high likelihood that we're going to be in for a soft landing and not actually cause a recession, but they're, they're more or less trying to make us, you know, and when I say us referring to consumers here in Canada, that they're serious, they're serious about inflation. They're serious about getting it back to the 2% target. And even though, you know, like I said, at the, the end of last episode, we have seen a softening in the consumer price index, from you know June to July numbers eight one down to seven six, but we've got to strip out the the most volatile sectors, which is food as well as energy costs, and in that case, it brings us to core inflation, which was six two in June down to six one in July. Um, but taking it a step further, and this is why all the economists. So, if you're simply looking at the CPI and seeing the inflation numbers drop, you're thinking, well, why would the Bank of Canada continue to move? But when we look specifically at the housing sector and what's still happening here, is it still maintaining a very strong position? And that's what they're trying to curb, right? Beginning of the episode, Jeff said, you know, and it's true, we, we have very much we referring to like the housing market. So those of us connected to it have very much driven what's happened with, um, uh, what has happened with the economy and, and kept things moving full steam ahead. Right. And we're still seeing that now, which is why they continue to be very aggressive and they're going to continue to, to bump things up. Um, so 
See, the media is driving a lot of stuff that people are complaining about is that corporations are posting record profits on everything, including groceries and, and energy and stuff like that, yet, yet we're still inflated prices. So are they just price gouging? Yeah, there look there has been just as many articles that have popped up in recent times that people are now the, the term greedflation is now coming about, right? And it where feels you, it feels that way too. Like when you're yeah, going like, to shop at the grocery store, you're like, holy crap. Well, that's it, right? Like you you look at um there was a couple of items. Okay, so here actually here was one of them that we were we were talking about recently in my house. Turkey bacon at the superstore, real Canadian superstore is selling for $7.39 a pack. But that same bacon previously, turkey bacon, was $4.99, went up to $5.99. But you can still buy that same turkey bacon at Walmart for $4.99 for the same pack. Right? So, you know, I I mentioned that term greedflation. And there... There was an That's article. interesting you said that for Walmart. I, like I get when I have a sore throat, I get sepasols. You ever heard of those? They're like they yep. numb your throat yeah. a lot. Yep. At Walmart, eight ninety nine a pack. You go to the dollar store, exact same ones, a dollar fifty a pack. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think what you need to do. We're going to go back. Let, 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 I, we have to go back to the days where. You know, I always reference this, our grandparents, you know what I mean? Where there wasn't any credit cards or if if you did have one, it was very, very rarely used. Um, you really have to deep dive. I find that when it comes to people's finances, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's not usually one or two main main, main things. Uh, you really have to dig deep. You really have to see to these to this point, like Jeff, like and, you know, people might be here. Here's four successful individuals, you know, who you know, do well. And, and here we are, you know, griping about, you know, a $7 or $6 difference for difference for cough drops. But the fact of the matter is that's how specific you need to be because that's how they're, that's how they're going to get you, Jeff, right? Like you need to watch these costs. And and the whole notion is manage your pennies because the dollars will then take care of themselves truly applies in this type of a situation. Well, your Um, best examples, the crave and the Netflix and all that, they were all like $6 a month. Now I checked my bill the other day and craves 20 bucks a month. I'm like, what yep. the hell? 20 yeah, bucks yeah, a month Netflix, that. Netflix, Netflix, Prime. 20, yeah, it's all yeah. gone up. Well, I mean, yeah. like I'm booking, for example, uh, a bunch of us are part of uh, a business group, right? And uh, our, our meeting's in about two weeks. And so I'm trying to look for a different uh, a different location. And we went to this specific location uh, in the summer of 2020. I won't mention the area or the, I won't mention the the place. But it was uh, Trav Bondo, you might remember. It was outdoors, and we were by a bar, and it served lots of alcohol. So there we go. That's It was in the summertime uh, of 2020 when we were there. And um, it was for a summer party. It was, and, it's a great um, venue. Fantastic it's a venue. great venue. A yeah. very nice venue. Uh, yep. And anyway, we wanted to go back there. And so I just got off the phone this morning, and what we used to be able to do, maybe a la carte or – you know, maybe get something for $45 plus grat and in taxes in for maybe a three course. It's now $75. What the hell happened in a year that you got an extra 30 bucks ahead? And the answer is we like, I got to email them back and going, thanks, but no, thanks. We, we can't do 75 ahead. There's absolutely no, Oh, stone sea, Witch. not a golf course, but near a golf course. Very good. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, I'm intrigued. I want to know what it is. Now. Well, I just don't want to like it's, listen. Well, it sounds like it's dirty. Gotta, you won't say it. it's, it's like, everyone's got to do what they got to do, and and I'm not. I don't want to. Yeah, uh, yeah So I I didn't want. I just don't want to mention anything. You know, yeah. on, it's because it's not an attack against that place, uh-uh. right? Because no, it's everybody's everywhere. doing it. One hundred percent. And so here's my thing: is that when you strip out oil. When you strip out uh, <laughs> rookie's response, when you when you strip out oil, when you um, strip out the things that like you really can't control, right? Like natural gas prices in the province of Ontario. You know, we were talking about that. It went up by it got released that in the month of July it increased by ten cents a cubic meter. Now I heard it, Trev. You heard it. We all heard it, and we're like, you know, okay, ten cents, and we went on our little little merry way. Yeah, well, they didn't say they, they they forgot the other piece to that, and that is a fifty percent increase to the price of natural gas in the province of Ontario. Well, everyone's bills just skyrocket. Well, you don't have a choice to disconnect your gas going into wintertime, right? Like these are the types of things that people need to fully opportune, understand. Opportune timing, right? And too, you got to sit there and go. Oh, we're going to do it. So uh, the, the 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 governor of the Bank of Canada basically turns around and says, oh, we're going to have a soft landing. We're, we're not going to go into a recession. I, I don't know. But in the month of July, Canada shed 30,000 jobs. I don't see was how these 30? businesses. I thought 30, it was 30,000. Oh. I was just reading something today that it was 70. Uh, I'm pretty no, sure that same this- Globe and Mail article was 70. Or was it the U.S.? Because the U.S. was tied into it. Yeah, I don't know. I know that that we are we're sending out our August monthly mail out and the economists expected the economy to, in Canada to add 15,000 jobs and it law and it shed 30,000 jobs. Now, that's significant. Um obviously oil and gas they're they're firing on all on all cylinders no problem. But I just honestly don't know how much people can take before everyone just walks away and just goes we're we're not we're not going to pay this anymore, right? Well, the time the like, time is you, perfect for them because everybody wants to travel. We haven't been able to travel. Everybody wants to go on vacation. You had no choice. Nobody yeah. wants to stay home anymore. They got to drive around. People want to have barbecues because they haven't had people over so long. So their timing is almost evil. But because, isn't that capitalism? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. we live in right. Well, gonna I, make- so Bondo, it. Make as much money as they possibly can. No, it's like, true. Right? And if, if you sum it up it, that way, it's right. Yeah, well, not yes and no, because like Enbridge isn't capitalism. Enbridge, <laughs> the prices are set by the OEB, right? And there's no dictating it. So they just go, oh, it's 31 cents a cubic meter. That's it. So that's so not if the, gov- if the government needs money, you don't think they jack it a little bit to pay well, for it? Well, that's stuff? it, right? It's so the government jacking stuff as capitalism. Like Gas capitalism prices is 100%. Like gas prices is not like if you look at the if you break down the the your your Enbridge uh, bill for people that are down in Niagara specifically, um, you've got the cost of gas that's set by the OEB. You've got your delivery charge. What the hell's that? It's a pipe in the ground. Why am I paying for a delivery charge? Same with hydro. Hydro's got a delivery charge too, which pisses me off. And I've got a which buddy from Well and Hydro. I'm like, why is my delivery charge different than than the neighbors? Because it's based on my consumption. Someone's Correct. carrying it over to my damn house. No. They click a button. Yeah. I get paid Capital. delivery charge. One hundred percent. But why? Why not just say it is? They can't well, because they gotta they gotta dress up the turd, right? They they, they put a bowl in the turd. Wait, no. 
they uh, they say that they say that it's capitalism, but it's 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 monopoly and oligopoly, right? Like, oh yeah. Now capitalism is Walmart versus the Dollar Tree. I have no problem with that because at the end of the day, if you don't want to shop around and you want to go and buy everything at Walmart or buy everything at Freshco or whatever you want to buy it, then that's your prerogative. Costco. But when I don't, or Costco. <laughs> but but when I don't have a choice of where I go. That's, mm -hmm. I think, what's going to really hit people and hit people hard because you don't have a choice to disconnect your gas. And in or the province of Ontario, and for with the exception of up north, meaning northern Ontario, you are not allowed to disconnect from hydro either. You have to. So even if you use zero hydro, they're still going to do a connection charge or delivery charge regardless. Um, so and they I don't mean, have to this is starting to. There's certain areas in, in Northern Ontario that are exempt from the mandatory connection to, to um, hydro huh. because you, you have the ability to go solar or like just because they just don't have the infrastructure is what I was told. But all I know is that because I have solar panels on my roof and I thought, oh, can I just feed back into my own grid? And they said, no, you cannot disconnect from hydro, even though I've got solar hmm. panels. So... Um, that's I think kinda... you can do that here. I think you, if you have hydro, you can disconnect from from hydro nope. solar panels. Nope. I already but that's looked into it. Government. Government allows these monopolies. That's right. So who, who uh, do we turn so, to for answers? Oh. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the 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 fact that's why I don't. That's why when Tiff was saying that we're going to have a soft landing, I don't know what data he's looking at because all I'm hearing from business owners going, they can't find staff. Like I wanted to book a uh, an event at a, a, another local restaurant that we frequent all the time, and um, you know where where the wise guys is held, and we mm -hmm. wanted to I wanted it on one date, and he goes, oh the private room is booked. I go, well what about the banquet hall? And he literally said, I can't take you. I don't have the staff. And this is two months ahead of time. He's saying no to 50, 60 people because he can't find the staff. So so that's happening. We're walking away from uh, an event in two weeks because the our, our business group does not have the budget to, to sustain those, those increases. So sooner or later, it just all multiplies and compounds. And the next thing you know, it it it, it people just walk away, right? Um, carbon tax, that's a big one. That's happening right now. It, it is all adds up, but I mean, I I don't know, Trev. What like what are your? Well, the tax I, on tax on gas to, is the absolute best. Away. People have to. Well, people walk have to wait for it to lower. They they have to. I, I just don't see. I mean, Trev, you were saying yesterday, and then this this ties into Bondo. Um, the amount of uh, of people talking to you about reverse mortgages to, in yep. order to retire. The Bondo, the amount of people that are using bear trust agreements in order to get a mortgage across the line that has drastically increased in the last five to 10 years. Um, it definitely has increased since the, since the, uh, for sure. For sure. Right. For sure. So that these are yeah. all indications of what common people, um, are experiencing and, uh, it's scary in, in my mind. I mean, Trev, what, I don't know. What do you want to talk about, uh, with regards to the, uh, reverse mortgage. Yeah. In all honesty, when we were talking about it, it was just, 
the the alarming number of people because of qualifying rates and you know, obviously interest rates climbing, stress test, everything like that, and the shift towards um, the reverse mortgages, right? You, like you should it, explain what a reverse mortgage is. Yeah, so basically, it's anybody that's that's. Uh, 55 years, 54 years of age and older could be eligible for this. It's every borrower. 10 more years? Yeah, right. It's every borrower on the application (laughs) does have to be of that age. It's based on the youngest person and you can essentially get up to 55% of your equity, right? In a mortgage amount, it can be used for purchasing. It can be used for refinancing. um, It can be used for buying an investment property, right? So an equity takeout. Out, uh, you know, doing early inheritance for your kids or grandkids in some cases. And the nice thing about them is the borrower, there's three options. One that most people go is they never have to make another mortgage payment again. The interest just gets added. Yeah. The interest just gets added into the mortgage. They've got to take care of their property taxes. They've got to take care of their income tax. Uh, But outside of that, they never make another mortgage payment on it. And they just, they live their life. It keeps them in their house a little bit longer. Um, So it's, so so what happens if they do that? Say, let's say they're 60 years old. Yep. They do it for 20 years. Yep. And then it's time to go to nursing home. Yeah. It'll come down to, you know, when let's say the deal is based at, I don't know, $750,000, right? The value of the house is $750,000 and we can get uh, a reverse mortgage for say $300,000 and it starts at $300,000 and then as it it still works like a term, like a regular mortgage and you stay in that property for X period of time, it just gets added up. Um, See called, yep, CHIP is is what it's what it's known as. Um, but keeping in mind that a reverse mortgage in Canada is very, very different than what the U.S. reverse mortgages are all about. Uh, and I only say that just because uh, the comments about Jerry Springer, Maury, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, from Seawitch there. Um, so it's, it's very, very different. And basically, one of the largest differentiating factors between Canada and the U.S. on the reverse mortgage front is, back to this example, I think I said 300 value the properties were 750 they give you the 300k interest starts accruing and assuming that the future value of the house might be worth say a million but now you owe six hundred thousand dollars on the mortgage um at the end of the day you know when when you're gone or you sell the property you pay out the 600 grand done you know the family or you have the additional equity in the event that it's negative equity right? So now the value of the house is worth 600,000, but you owe a million on it. The way our reverse mortgage system works here in Canada is the risk that those reverse mortgage companies take. And there's two of them. They are prepared to eat the potential loss that comes with it. Um, So they would eat the 400 grand. Whereas in the US, the US system, the way it is from consumer protection perspective, the the, the the company, the mortgage company is going to come after the estate. They're going to come after them. For so that Canada's banking on every five or well, 10 years, it doubles in value basically. So there's no real risk to them as long as it keeps well, going up. Like it's been going No, up. like when, when the two reverse mortgage companies here in Canada do their assessment, they base it on a 5% increase. So they, a year over year, 5% increase on the value of the house. Again, they base it on your age. They base it on the location of the property, the value of the property. You know, like if it's, if it's under a million dollars, they're going to be more, um, they're going to have more latitude. They're going to give you a few extra bucks, right? 
still not exceeding the 55%, but they're willing to give you a little bit more money. Whereas when a client is in the, the north of a million price point, they're less likely to give more money in those cases because right now, and, and like you alluded to earlier, Jeff, the value of housing, where is getting hit first? Lower values are the last to get hit, right? They're, they're more, there's the pool of buyers in that category are significantly higher uh, than those in the million dollar plus, excuse me, million dollar plus category. Um, so that that's making a big difference um, in the overall reverse mortgage piece. But I was saying to Curry in the last four months, I, I have had more reverse mortgage conversations than I have since getting my broker's license in October, 2015. So Curry, you could probably address this or, or Trevor, how does mortgage insurance work on a reverse mortgage? What do you mean by mortgage insurance? Yeah. So you're 60, you, you, you take out a reverse mortgage, 75, you have a heart attack, you drop dead. Does it get paid off with insurance completely? So you have a zero mortgage well, on the end? It depends on the insurance. Yeah, if you have life insurance, then obviously your life insurance is mutually exclusive to, to, to the debt itself, and that can be paid off however you want. The whole idea of CHIP is that they'll do, what was the loan to value, 65%? Up to 55%. Up to 55%. So the idea right. basically is you have no mortgage. They'll loan you uh, 550000 uh, plus interest on a million-dollar home, and then... The idea is if you die or sell, they have first or second position. Um, only first. On that home. Only, only first. Only take first? Yeah. Okay. The, only, so, the only way they but, would lose but, first position. Sorry, guys. Only yeah. way they lose first position is it because there's only two people that can interfere with the bank's charge. CRA and the municipal property taxes. So those are the only two people that could ever bump home equity bank or equitable bank, which are the two reverse mortgage companies we have here in Canada. So if someone is doing a reverse mortgage, should they You're be talking, talking to you, Curry, about getting proper life insurance on the mortgage or? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, so the answer, the short answer is yes, as long as health, health allows. Um, but here's the problem. Um, if you're doing a reverse mortgage in order to retire, you most likely don't have the, the extra act assets. That's just the reality to pay for the life insurance premium because you're now over the age of 55. And so those premiums have gone through the roof. Um, so what we see usually on an estate is, is usually the siblings or the executor or the beneficiaries, however, it's whoever finds out first being shocked that their parent or loved one did a reverse mortgage. And that asset is not as lucrative as what they thought it was. Because that immediate, because of the first position of, of, of the banks, um, they have to get paid out first, right? So really so, when people are doing this reverse mortgage, they're supplementing their pensions more or less, right? To, to kind of live off as long as they can bit. with, yep. Now, now, what do you think of this as professionals, especially you, Curry, because you're the advisor for this. Um, so I got clients that are probably going to hear this in the media saying reverse mortgages, it's going to be all hyped up, right? It's. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, it's very much a, usually it's very much a, a uh, let's kick the can down the road and let's worry about, let, let's worry about the consequences later, or I'm dead and I really don't care. Mm -hmm. um, if that is, if that's your attitude, then, then no harm, no foul. You do whatever the heck you want to do. Um, 
but th that's usually not the case. Usually the case is a lot of these people um, want to leave something to their loved ones. They want to leave maybe a cottage or whatever the case may be to, to someone else. And they're put into a position where they have to supplement their income in retirement. And um, it's not something that they actually wanted. It, starting early is the best way to do it. And, you know, putting money aside when you don't want to put money aside is, is unfortunately uh, what, what you need to do in the early stages in order so you don't run into this problem when you're in your mid fifties. Um, like for example, and I used this this morning when I was on, I, I was asked to, to speak about this very topic on, on our local radio AM station. And they, you know, if you're on a defined benefit pension, so for those people that are listening or, or watching, that is basically you, you're on a pension plan that is guaranteed by the, the pension company. So it could be, you know, Ontario teachers pension plan, or it could be, you know, a government pension plan. It doesn't matter who Na name one that is a defined benefit, meaning the benefit that you receive monthly while you're retired is defined. So it's a fixed rate and nine times out of 10, those payments are not indexed to inflation. And what I mean by indexed is that if the pensions indexed in some regard, it would go up every single year uh, based on the previous year's inflation. Um, you know, government pensions still have that, um, but very, very few pension companies have that. And the reason being is people are living longer and therefore the probability of them uh, being on pension longer than what they worked is definitely a reality. And therefore uh, they would they would lose their shirt if they indexed it to inflation. So let's use my father-in-law as an example. Been retired since I think 2008. He's been on the same pension since 2008. What do you think his purchasing power is 14 years later? Ugh. It's next to nothing. Just in the last year, we've we've gone five, six, seven, eight percent on on the majority of items. So he doesn't get anything more from his pension. So these are the types of like he's fine. They they were great savers, and don't get me wrong, but that's an example of of how people through no fault of their own. Uh, and trust me, I have no I have no sympathy for people who you know you know make stupid decisions or or do like that's your choice and that's where I'm a libertarian and I'm just like I don't care what you do it's your it's your life. But when essential services like hydro, water, you know, electricity, um, natural gas are going up, you know, five, eight, nine, twelve, fifteen percent. Um, these, these retirees don't have the, the, the adjustable cash flow in order to pay these, these bills. And I think this is why I think Tiff is speaking a little bit too early. And I think he's sticking his stake in the stand, uh, and declaring a victory far too early because I, what's going to happen in October, November, and December as we head into Christmas. So... Hmm. It's, it's concerning and to me. The, the worst part too is it, it, for those that remember like early pandemic, all of a sudden we had financial relief because you could defer your mortgage payments, defer loan payments and stuff like that, um, which was always a thing, but it just wasn't seen on this mass scale. 
But you had somebody like Evan Seidel, who was the president and CEO of CMHC, Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation at the time, making statements that the market is going to come crashing down. That we are going to see the, the early numbers were between 9 and 18% decrease uh, within the next, I think it was 24 months, but then we would recover 12 months thereafter. And fast forward from April, 2020, when that statement was made and he was, you know, he was speaking before the house standing committee on finance with the federal government, fast forward to April, 2021. And what did he say? His comments were very specifically, we missed the boat on this. And the reason why they said they missed the boat was because they didn't expect that the majority of people that would be most impacted are like those connected to hospitality, tourism, uh, students were impacted. And I hate to say this part, but the other demographic that was most impacted was, was single women, right. That like with, with children, yeah. most impacted demographic of the bunch. And in most of those cases, unfortunately they the, those demographics don't fall into the home buying category as frequently as those that are dual income households, not connected to hospitality, tourism, um, don't have children, things like that. That was the demographic that was most hurt and it's going to happen again, that that will be the demographic. Um, maybe not like the single women with kids, like just generally single household income with children those are going to be the ones that are hurt most by these continued interest rate increases it's going to be those that don't own real estate right now right those that continue to rent and the reason why i say that is because those that own real estate could still technically do a refinance they could extend their amortization there's so they can downsize if they have to and buy something smaller more affordable they, have, they have those an asset. Options. they have an asset they have an asset right? exactly to protect them but those that are in the rental market that don't have the assets, right. That don't have family to fall back on that don't have, um, you know, as high income coming in because they're working a serving job in the hospitality tourism industry, they don't have anywhere else to go. And they're seeing their paycheck go like not get stretched as far. Yeah. And that's where the bank of Canada, I, like Curry, you and I, when we were talking about it, What's it going to be? It's going to be those individuals that are, they're going to get squeezed, right? Those are going to be those that are, that are most dramatically impacted. And it's, well, it's no, you're, you're spot on because here's the thing, like, and, 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 and rookie, if we can keep on the four squares here, that'd be great. Cause I want everyone's like, you know, you know, opinion. We want to see everybody's you ugly know, mug all at once. We want to see everybody's ugly mug. We got to get Bob talking um, here too. He's been here. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll touch on a couple. I'll touch on a couple of the comments that were, uh, were made. Okay. So yes, yeah, stone sea, Witch. if you, um, when asking about pensions, you need to ask what the devil's in the details, right? Uh, Mel, great job on knowing that you're a defined contribution. Also, I'm not sure if Sudbury can disconnect. I just know that there are places somewhere, places in Ontario that they do allow you to go independent. Um, now, but also on people on defined contributions. I mean, just for the last nine months, it's been extremely volatile in the markets. So your defined contribution pension plan that you've been contributing to, that you have a choice on where to invest it and where not to invest it, has taken an absolute pounding. So when you actually go and retire, 
if you're retiring in this type of an age, uh, of an age in, in this year, you you're getting absolutely snookered right now. Um, but yes, single parents are absolutely getting the feeling, the pinch. And it, usually it's because people are like, what ends up happening? People think when they hear recession, they think like global financial crisis, they think great depression. That's not the reality. That's not what we're really talking about. What we're talking about is everyone just basically cutting back and just not going to restaurants and not going out and not uh, spending money. Um, and that, that problem there is where it, it starts to become a snowball effect and then everyone starts to get affected. And then that's how it, it turns into, um, you know, a, a, a pretty big, uh, a pretty big problem because here's the problem here. We at least have exports that drive our economy and that kind of keep us afloat. The U S is a predominantly a consumer based economy. So we all know that if the U.S. sneezes, Canada catches a cold. Regardless if you like it or not, that is a fact. If the U.S. is a consumer-based economy and all of a sudden they stop buying and they start going out, well, then we're going to feel it fairly fairly soon. Um, so it, it, it's definitely something that I'm keeping an eye on and I'm really starting. Like I had a, a call this weekend with great i mean trev i was telling you about it uh when we were chatting these great great clients like two great jobs um they have rental properties like it they're great clients are so ideal like i love dealing with them but even them they, they're looking at their cash flow statements and going uh where can we save some cash and i'm like yeah i know because no one else is getting an, a, a seven eight nine percent raise like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fairly significant when, when these costs go through the roof. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely what, uh, you're, I think bonds time. Let's give them a topic. Yeah. Well, bond, I mean, the increase in bear trusts and how many people need to go on a mortgage in order to get it across the line. Yeah. No increasing, uh, since the stress test, uh, you know, we've discussed, right. You're, Essentially, need somebody to be an accommodation endorser for you. Additionally, um, somebody who's co-signing your mortgage. Now the lenders want you to have your name on title. But yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely been increasing. It, and I mean, it's obviously a testament that people houses that they're buying, right? So I think part and parcel of it is that people, and I'm not speaking to the the single parent. Or, or anything like that in my heart was people and uh, um, people that are less fortunate obviously but I, I think some terms of what they can afford have been very misskewed uh, and realistically I mean the lawyer is going to help provide you a mechanism of trust but, but a lot of times you really shouldn't be in a situation where you need a bear trust you can't afford the mortgage on your their own, right? Based on their, their level and that you need this sub mortgage. And so, I mean, there, there's products out there, but it's, it's, uh, well, see, see, I've got young guys that I tell that if you want to get in the market, the, the younger you do it, the better you got a big borrow still any way you get in it, because you could be a young guy who's say 1920, get a co-signer any way you can do it, rent it out with four or five buddies, which easily covers the bills. 
and just yep. suffer for two, three years living in tandem or, or in group homes, more or less. Right. Yep. And then you have other people paying it. But but, you know, you, you have to have that tolerance to live with. And I've done it before. It's not easy. But, you know, with well, that's a plan, Jeff. Right. You, yeah. You, yes. That's a plan that you're presenting with the to contemplating. Right. Like a yeah, lot. So of you're people, more referring to a, a, young, a single person buying on their own with no rental. Well, like a couple, so, a couple, right? They want to buy a, they want to buy a thousand dollar house, but really, when their budget can really afford a six hundred and fifty thousand, so they go say, you know, mom, help me qualify for this eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and then they're in their payments, so that well, and, and they have a hundred and ten thousand dollar pickup truck that's you know payments are like seventeen hundred bucks a month. <laughs> that's a common well, story. It's like. So what Bondo's point is, it's the, it's the exit strategy, right? What's the exit strategy that's associated with it? You know, Collins, yeah. you and I have a mutual client right now where, you know, she's a newer school teacher. She doesn't have a permanent position yet. So we know what her income is and what she can afford, but we've got to bring the co-signer in. So the co-signer is going to come into the equation, but the budget, and I'm very clear about this with my clients, this is a direction that I yep. take, is the budget isn't going to change because we know what you're going to make as a teacher once you have, you know, your, right. your permanent position. So you can't go beyond it. I've got another client similar where we've got uh, mom, dad, and sister that are co-signing on the application. So, okay, no problem. We can do that, but this is what your mortgage payment is going to be. So what's the exit strategy that we can get mom, dad, and sister off of the mortgage in a shorter period of time? And fortunately, in that case, it's it's a home that can easily have a an auxiliary apartment put in the basement. If you go through the right channels, you get it properly permitted and signed off on by the municipality. Then great. Now it's it's the it's just like the flip shows that you see the Scott McGilveries. The um, what are some of the other ones that they do where they're renting them out? Right. Yeah. They're showing the opportunity to get you know further income. Mm-hmm. That's that you need that exit strategy otherwise well and the other exit strategy would be if you fix up the house enough and after a year year and a half if you're lucky enough the market goes up you you sell it you bank a big you know you can pay everybody off yeah and you can do that too right because you're not paying capital gains on that that tax you're paying real estate fees land transfer well not land transfer in the new one but but lawyer fees oh, with, and all that no no with the value the market of crashes in control yeah right value of houses people aren't selling as much right so that's where the exit strategy of selling it isn't always a viable exit strategy so what what else can you do what else what are your other options do you have well, a pay have, raise coming a, can we not use your income well we have a couple of all the other comments so i mean stonesy which said um uh, how about canada increasing the trading partners but that would be for another podcast worth of material yeah it would uh, that that we're getting to the Trans-Pacific, the TPP, right, uh, deal and and uh, whatever NAFTA is called now. Um, but that's we've got somebody too topic. that we can bring in, right? Yeah, and yeah. We had him on the show before. I can't think of his name. Mike, Michael. Uh, going back. Did importing, exporting, or? Huh. Oh, I can't. I don't know. We'll have to do a brainstorm, but I'm sure we can find yeah, yeah. somebody that can do it. Yep. That's actually a really good topic, so we'll take that one away. Um, yep, now building a garage with an apartment, so that's really good. Um, okay, Stone Sea, which did ask a question. This is going to go to Bondo, mainly to Trevor. 
Would an option for single parents be to work together to buy a home and increase their ability to enter the market? Good strategy, joint tenants in common. Yep. Um, so. And there's Trev, lots of people heard, doing that. There's yep. lots of. Tandem buys, yeah. Yeah, like Meridian Credit Union here in Ontario actually came out with a product that is friends buying together right they they you know they're co coining this product that this is this is this new thing this great you know and and i'm not criticizing them when i say it but they saw the opportunity they they saw the gap in the marketplace yeah. that there are more and more friends or not even friends like go on like strangers so perfect strangers remember that with balky botanicus yeah, and all that exactly <laughs> yes that's a wicked and thing. as a wait Seems and a as good. a side note if meridian wants to sponsor our program by all means anyone that's listening we'll take it uh go ahead Chuck. <laughs> yeah no that that was all i was saying right is it, but then you're gonna have that stress of living with people you don't know and yet that's that's a whole different ball of wax well, there. Depends on your agreement. It. that depends on the agreement well it depends on your personalities <laughs> i think right like it's, yep. you're living together, owning a property and making decisions on the value of that property and who's paying for what and who's doing what and all that stuff. Like just people have to be aware because yeah. I can picture this already. Just, just showing these couples houses together. It's hard enough for one couple, never yeah. mind two or three couples to decide on one thing. You know, it's, and this is the thing people got to understand. Go ahead, bud. My point is just try not to be delusional, yeah. right? Like a little bit, if it's a good buddy, you know, or something. It's a good buddy. It might be not so to start, but it might not be after six to 12 months with them. I've got experiences living in Taiwan with people. And we got to the point where none of us would pay for toilet paper anymore just because we argued on who did it. So that we'd be stashing yeah. toilet paper and all this stuff, you know, like, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, you know, like. I'll, yeah. I'll do my own thing, you know, and then, you know, you, you're like looking for a bidet at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is like with one of my closest friends, you know, so yeah. it's, it's just, it can get, like, it's nice yeah. to be the king of your own castle. And you guys got to admit this, you know, having a wife in tandem with you, yeah. but I can just picture another couple of making decisions on your house about where you put your money or who's paying for what and all that. So just be very realistic about this. If you're doing, I'm, I'm speaking from experience when, when I'm showing a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend houses, they're usually not on the same page. Never mind four people, five people. And then you got their parents involved too. So like just just it's not as easy as you think it's gonna be. But I do believe big bar will still get in the market any way you can. Anyway, because it's can. time in the market, not timing the market, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Just try not to put it though. That's all, all right. Cause I mean we we, we all we all sometimes become victim wanting things that we really can't afford right oh yeah, yeah. and it's and it's hard sometimes i guess uh yeah you know leanne said but, have a good will yep right um and, a good and, will yeah, power. Just, yeah. And, and yeah and there's definitely you need to also have you know it definitely has to be documented and it has to be written down and it has to be very very clear on what happens and first right of refusal and it, it's it's but if it if it gets you into the market, it gets you into the market, and that's what you got to do. Um, well, that's the tricky thing, though. Like if you got in the market January, February, like you're you're playing catch up for a year, a year probably yeah. now, year maybe two. Yeah, and what they say all the time: you're not going to lose money on real estate unless you're in a position where you're forced. That's the motto in real estate, right? 
But but see, that's also when you look at it, January, February, the market was high because people were doing extreme multiple offers over top and pushing that. And me and Trevor talk about these a lot of times. We have a deal going. I'll put it in place. And I really tried my best never to really go over a list on, on the last couple of years. I really didn't represent that many buyers for the last couple of years just because yeah. <clears throat> I didn't like I didn't like the prices we had to pay. I didn't like going over a list on well, it. You, I didn't think told you, me, to. you told me straight up, you, you know, when I was saying. No, I want to, you know what, you said, hard to do my job in terms of uh, the buy aspect right now, in terms of what's reasonable. Well, well, well right? for us, what, what happened was that, that all the GTA buyers came down, blew everybody out of the water yeah. on offers. And the people down here, all the agents were like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then the agents were like, if I don't do that, and the buyers were like, if I don't do that, I'm not going to get it. Like my strategy for the last year was aim for tenanted house. To buy because I would, you know, unfortunately, yeah. don't get mad at me. I, we had to boot some tenants. We, you helped me out on that side before. And Trevor's representing that. And we had to uh, get tenants out if they weren't on a, a long-term lease. They were on a month-to-month. -month. I targeted that house because the agents didn't want to buy the house with tenants in it because it's it's it feels bad because you have to get someone to find a new place to live, which was really inconvenient. The houses are never left in good shape. You know, it's in shambles and all that. And you have to wait. You have to wait 60 days, you know, and, and longer to get in there too. But I found that a place to target the market. And I found quite a few of them that were bought below list. You know, I've got, I've got a client in there right now. Me and Trevor have a client in there and, and bond that that's in there and he's fixing it up and he's doing the old yearly year and a half flip, you know, he, yep. and he's expanding it, but he got in there because I didn't have to go 50 or $75,000 over in the crazy time of it. And you can do it. You just have to have the right strategy. You have to sit down, set expectations, and come up with a plan. And sometimes the timing's not right to, to buy. You know, sometimes you have to wait a bit. Sometimes the timing's great to buy. Right now, I'm telling all my buyers, let's get on it. Let's go right away. Because there's a summer lull that's still going on, and there's sellers out there that will take a much better price. You know, so let's get at it. So I, I, I got a crazy week this week of showing houses to buyers. And I'm, I'm going after him. I'm looking to get I'm better deals. I'm back on the market, Jeff. I'm back on the market. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so basically, uh, just to just basically just to you know what we're all chatting about. I guess uh, I mean, housing is still still crazy. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yes, listings are up. Yes, time on market is up. And, and the amount of units sold comparative to the periods, relative periods. Yeah, that's down, of course. But, you know, to see a 20 to 25% decrease in housing prices in the first quarter of 2023, I just don't see that. However, I am very concerned about just consumer behavior and with everyone getting pinched, how they're going to be able to afford, um, you know, your restaurants, your bars, your nightclubs, your, you know, even groceries and shopping and that kind of thing so that's where i'm really concerned is the average the average person you know the the middle 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 class income is where i'm really really concerned because the, the reality is the threshold for government assistance doesn't exist if you're middle class no. if you're lower class you get it but if you're middle class you, you make you make too much money to get any government assistance and you don't make enough money in order to to keep up with the the rise of inflation so it's that those people they're, they're getting squished um and and i think trev you said it best uh yesterday i think it was you're just making the, the divide even that much more 
Yeah, right. That's exactly what's happening. The upper class is just they're going to continue, especially because as things get more unaffordable, they have the capital that they're going to be able to go and make those investments. Well, and they're taking advantage of the the dip in the market too. So they're they're just yeah, let's get on it, right? Because there's it's I think it's going to go up from people say it's not. I think it'll be a minimal gain from now (laughs) till next year. (laughs) But but I I, I think it is. Like I'm looking for I land don't. now to build more houses on it, right? Because yep. the the land still hasn't really dipped in price, vacant land. You yep. know, you know what the biggest shortage out there is that's not on MLS anywhere? It's serviced ready lots to build on. You know, the the land you find out there, you have to go through all the red tape to be able to build. But ones that are here, this is for sale, you can start building tomorrow. They're not out there. So people think that the land's gonna drop in price. We've talked about this before. In Niagara, it wasn't the houses that went up in value. It was the land the houses sat on went up in value, right? Because there was such a shortage of it. And the lots from when we started building in Dane City, we were getting them at $95,000, $100,000 for a service lot. You know, service at the lot line, but it was already legal description. I could build right away, just have plans. You probably pay anywhere from two fifty dollars to $300,000 for that same lot right now. Easy. If, if it's build ready. I'm not talking buying raw land, going through the development process that I'm doing right now on it. That nobody does that because it takes a year to two years to get it done. And the and carrying if, cost that right. goes with it. The carrying cost. I, I pay on, on with just half a partnership, seven thousand dollars a month on this land that we're developing in Fort Erie, and it's taken over a year, and we're, we're no closer to being serviced on it. And that's where the appetite for most people aren't out there. But that's where the corporation appetite's out there. The big conglomerate who can do that, which is, as we know around here, Empire Homes is just coming in here, buying up everything and all that because yep. they have the cash flow to buy these lots and affordable lots and they're not selling them to anybody. Yeah. You know, so infill lots come out there and then there's headaches with the infill lots. And, and the problem is there's so many lots that are listed out there. There's one right across the street from, from John. And I'm not going to mention the agent like that, but it was listed originally at like 280, didn't sell. It came off the market and now it's listed at mm-hmm. 600,000. And I've looked at it because it's marketed as four buildable lots, but there's a huge four. ravine right yeah. through it. And so your building footprint is almost like nothing. So it's like preying on stupidity to buy it without doing any due diligence on it. And it's not, right. it's not. And, and the problem is that agent could be held liable for whether, but all they put on there is do your own due diligence, you know? Like you can look on MLS service, buildable lots, ready to build tomorrow. You just need your plans. You can barely find them anywhere. Actually, me and Trevor are about to list one coming up soon. And we were talking price and all that. And I gave him a ballpark on it. But I was like, you know what? Let's bump it up a little bit because it's serviced and ready to go. Like you could start. And he's got the house plans for it already too. You know, so that's an interesting thing. And, and I do not see those prices coming down yet on the land. I see it coming down on ones that aren't serviced and ready to go because it's basically saying to the buyer, you do your own due diligence. I don't want to do it. And then you get a better deal on it. If you do that due diligence, you'll probably get a better price on that lot. You know, now and I'm looking for them. You got lots, send send inquiries. If you got buildable lots in Niagara, boom, give them to me. I got buyers. I'll build Here's it myself. The- so in just and just to recap, if we do just to put it into perspective on, on, on the reason why we're talking about this today. Um, 
So when Trevor says a, a, a half a point increase or a 50 basis point increase, he, he the language that means is a half a percent increase. So if you are on a variable rate or adjustable variable rate mortgage, meaning variable rate, you have the fixed payment, but you have a trigger clause if interest rates go up high enough, and then that's when they can change your payment. Terminology or is trigger rate. Trigger rate. That's so static or, payment and trigger rate. Right. And then it's adjustable rate mortgage, meaning you, you go up every time interest rates get increased or you go down every time it gets decreased. Um, to put it into perspective, if you have a $500,000 mortgage, okay, and the interest rate tomorrow overnight increases by 50 basis points or a half a percent, your interest payments next year for the next foreseeable future have just increased by $2,500 a year and you haven't even done anything. So more money is going to interest as opposed to principal. If you're on the variable and if you haven't done, if you have, if it hasn't hit the triggered rate yet, or if it's adjustable, your payments this year have just increased by 2,500 bucks. So these it's are actually about things that hundred bucks. Right. About so 15? For, yeah. So for, so that everybody knows the, the general rule of thumb is for every quarter point increase that the bank yep. of Canada makes your payment changes by approximately $13 per $100,000 borrowed. Okay. So in, in that per month. Yeah. So if you've got 13, got so if it goes by a half a point, that's 26 times five, it's 130 bucks. By 12 months, you're looking at $1,560 annual increase or less money in your budget. And that money goes in the banks and government's pockets. So is that just because they don't take the full 50, boy, uh, 50 basis point increase or is that because of amortization? How is that? Because if I take 50 basis points and I multiply it by 500,000, that's 2,500 bucks. Yeah, but that's the total cost, right? So like we're... The, the, the payment amount based on the blended oh, principal and interest. Got it. That's what you mean. You mean, yeah. okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I'm okay, talking I'm just the you. payment amount. That's how it all. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, that makes oh, sense. Oh, so glad that okay. we don't have to do that yet. Sorry, I see Sea Witch saying that she's got to leave and pick up the kiddos from school. Oh, yeah. You we guys still, we still have like out. an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we still have an hour and a half. We're still we're still in a good old uh, Eastern Standard Time. See, I like picking them up um, the first day of school too. I like to see you know if they're excited or they're sad or whatever. They got the friends in class. Yeah, I love I love picking them up. I canceled an appointment today so I could go pick them up. I was gonna say, yeah. am I the only sappy one on this sucker here, or what? <laughs> no, I hate it. I don't like when they go back to school. To be honest, I I don't no. I I I yeah. I mean, it's a bit emotional, but at the end of the day. Certainly, I got to get yeah. back to work though, too, right? So like, yeah, I got to work, and it's you know, it does make the weekends more fun though, because every day feels like a weekend in the summer, right? So a weekend you get something to look forward to and all that. So it's well, and you, you get it's basically concentrated time, right? So it's it's basically oh, nice, we did that again. Um, so yeah, oh, geez, Mel's kids are twenty six and twenty eight. Yeah, you're that's got to be good. awkward picking them up today, then. Eh? Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> awkward. Mel, how do you pick them up from school, Mel? <laughs> That's can they not drive? Does Sudbury not have the driver's license? From the bar. Pick them up yeah, from, well, the bar. Probably from the bar. See, see, yes, see my son got, got dropped off by my wife today, and he's like, get away, get away. <laughs> get away. Yeah, Great eight. He's like, get away, get away, get away. You know, it was chaos at school today, too. They didn't have anything lined up or anything like that. Like it's 
I hope they they fixed the school year this year. They had no end of year trip for them. They had yeah. no like nothing. Like it was it was. Oh, like they I told get on get on the parent teacher. Get me on the committee. I want to make a stink about it. I want a good trip at the end of the year from his grade eight. It's his last grade, great graduation, yep. right? So you have you to should have been on. You have to park two what, blocks away. What school are they going to if they're twenty six and twenty eight? Is it university? Medical school, yeah, lawyer school. Oh, medical school. Law yeah, school. so Nell's kids are being doctors. That's good. Yeah. That's the new room. That's what we're going to go with now. You go. You know, something pick. I noticed earlier, guys. Like, uh, did you guys coordinated your outfits for the day? I did. Oh, I missed yeah. the memo. <laughs> Is that what happened here? I noticed that a little while ago. I'm like, I'm wearing black. You guys all have blue on. Yeah, you didn't see that? We were talking about that yeah. last night. No, no, I missed yeah. that one. Last night at 11.59 p.m. Where were you guys? Yeah. You're not working Yeah, there? I was there. I was, I was on. Sleeping. I was talking. Yeah. I was talking to Jeff. We were talking to Neil. Blue? Yeah, blue yeah for we sure. Were. I'm like, go and close. Firm that Sleep. up. Person, <laughs> dog. Yeah. Does that make you the black sheep, Trev? Yeah. Apparently, I'm the, the black, black shirt of the group. The black yeah. shirt. Yeah, we'll go He's with the that. black shirt of the group. Oh, so her youngest is is autistic. Is uh, so Mel is he is he nonverbal or verbal? We're on the spectrum. I just deal with a lot with RDSPs, so I, I'm in, in the disability tax credit. So I'm just very interested in like um, the spectrums and stuff like that. It, it's just it's I might well as we all know, one of my good buddies is running for mayor and. He has a nonverbal autistic uh, uh, son who's 10. So um, very familiar. Uh, his podcast, I'm totally down. He's nonverbal. Okay. So does he have the disability tax credit? And if she says yes, then we'll we'll have to add that. So I got I to gotta write this stuff down. So Is it provincial or is it felony uh, tax credit? Disability tax credit? Disability tax yes. credit, CRA. I know we did yeah, one previously. It wasn't as wildly in depth, but we can definitely do a new one. I'm just taking a quick look here where where it was, but I I know for sure it would it would be audio only back from those days. Yeah, back but in we those definitely days. We'll do another one. RDSP. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but in the meantime, after our black and white topic. days, right? We started. Oh, we black can and have white, audio only. <laughs> we can do. We can have uh, Christy on. Okay, that that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Trade so trade trade partners trade countries uh, RDSP um and the, yeah the and then ODSP and then also Mel uh will touch will touch on the Henson Trust because that's key. The next uh, podcast we do is right after the Wise Guys Rose too, so we can. Yeah, it's the twenty third for everyone that's watching and listening. Yeah. Um, and I. I, I you, think we weren't we going to do like a live episode from Clara Derma for uh, Collins and Bondo's appointments? Absolutely, <laughs> pretty sure, right? Uh, what if they're is... paying for my jab? I'll take it. If that's sponsored jab, which I'll one's getting it. grow talks and which one's getting scrow talks? Have you guys? I thought it was a two for yet? one deal. Oh, is it okay? My mistake. Yeah. And you're getting the button enhancement one, right? Where they give you a nice plump, juicy one. <laughs> yeah. I'm part of this now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you uh, need to get a bigger cushion for your RV. We haven't mentioned your RV yet today, too. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were staying away from that, from that, but that's fine. So we've got trading partners that they want us to talk about, and then they've got they want us to talk about uh, RDSP disability. I'll do the I, I like I love that stuff. So that's just kind of a sweet spot for me. Like I just have a soft, real big soft spot in my 
So, you know what I mean? You get a soft spot. Really, really get, go get the Grotox. You'll get rid of that I'm not getting spot. no Grotox. No. Grotox no. and Viagra. I met in my heart. Viagra wants to sponsor I, us, say, after our last Grotox thing. I heard. They should. Just send us an email. What I, Grotox, I want to know. Viagra and Cialis are duking it out for the Grotox. I want to know if um, more people kill themselves in the summer, though. If that's substantial. What do you uh, Your insurance. Because Curry had said that maybe more because you sell more insurance in April. So they're getting ready. Yeah. I wonder if that's the case. You know what? I it, it, it That one it. doesn't really make any sense. The October and November one does because yeah. you, you've gone through summer. You probably almost killed yourself a couple of times. You're busy with the kids and it's school. And then you just get, need a couple of weeks to kind of get back to the normal. And then you're like, okay, I got to deal with this now in October. Well, that well makes winter, sense. you got yeah. like slippery roads and all that. It's out of your, it's out of your hands kind of right too. So I can see that. Uh, okay. So oh. Leanne just asked, what do you think about early? Oh, that's right. We get the big R came up. Oh, oh, big He's R. He's going to make a comment Oops. there. Oops. Yeah, maybe he hit some buttons. He's going to tell us about his Grotox uh, subscription he got. A subscription. Uh, yeah, he got a monthly okay, so subscription. <laughs> it didn't work. didn't work. It didn't work. Nope. The, uh, okay, the so didn't work. Leanne had a question. What do you think nice of early CCP disability? So basically, if you take, uh, so CPP, um, I think it's what you're referring to, not CCP. Uh, but if you're disabled, you can take it. And there's a, there's a gross up amount on the base amount. It takes you to 65 and then you revert, revert, revert back to your cpp um it, it's definitely plausible uh if you've contributed enough into the plan but that's another topic i can definitely talk about that um i'll write that down cpp because that all can go with uh, in one and then hence and trust as well yeah cpp yeah okay leanne i knew what i knew you meant um on in a very awful gray area boy okay all right yeah i'll i'll talk about that so i'll be on the 23rd is that good for everybody we don't have a guest coming on i think we can and nope. we can tackle yeah, that no go for it yeah are we gonna be like hung over on the 23rd or what how's this roast most likely be? you yeah. might yeah, most be. likely you might be will you uh, be coming curry, over curry as well no 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 bondo and i'll be fine i'm certain of that <laughs> we're always fine after these things yeah because we support by buying as much alcohol as we can right curry as That's much right. as we can that's shots on shots on shots. Do do the profits from the drinks actually go to wise guys? It, but it goes to the place that's actually hosting it. So anyway, you're yeah, I understand that. If you want to bring your own pocket stuff and not support, just like that's your RV, you didn't support. I have no problem eh? buying my some shots. I just don't want to drink, drink them. <laughs> well, then you can, you, you can buy our table. You buy our table. No problem. Hello, boys. Uh, yeah, right. So Mel goes, we we might all need the disability tax credit by the time that show airs, and you're probably right. Oh, anyway. Um, all right, so we've got some great topics coming up. I think we should definitely do an RDSP. I'm going to reach out to, um, she runs uh, the Niagara chapter of Autism Ontario, um, and we'll go into that. Um, Christy Sadowski. I'll see if she she wants to. She might not want. She just might not like. This might not be her thing. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I'll ask her, and we'll definitely touch on RDSPs, Henson Trust. In the in the meantime, everyone, uh, you know, do some little googling and stuff we'll like keep, that. We'll keep tabs and, on how many drinks that uh, Trevor and Bond buy and the thing. Absolutely. We'll have a little race from whoever buys we'll more wins it. 
wins, we'll wins, wins the prize yeah. of the biggest hangover. Yeah. Well, remember, okay. we also have golf for the Duffer's Day on the 26th. Yeah, I know. Well, so are you going to get wild on the 26th or are you not going to do it either? Because <laughs> I get super wild on Duffer's Day. Yes, you do. Yeah, I've, yes, I've, you done, do. I've done figure eights <laughs> in the fair. <laughs> yes, we know. We were there. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it, though. Uh, so that's my defense. I don't yeah. remember it. So that's my defense. Is that a good defense there, Bond? No. I can use that defense. You just, I have no you just knowledge of it, this. and there's no video of it. This is hearsay. That um, is probably John Wolf being Wolf, you know. <laughs> you just plausible deniability, I guess. <laughs> I admitted that I have yeah, right. no knowledge of it. I was told, so I just went with it. It sounds like something I would do. And Mel's going to say have been that somebody she's in a, a bottle of wine to the winner. I'm telling you right now, Bond will win that one. Yeah, he will. Well, boys, it's, it. it's an hour and a half. Thank you, everyone, for uh, watching, listening, typing your questions, and giving us some great uh, topics. Because you know, sometimes we've been at this for five years, right? So we kind of forget some of the topics that we've done, and we forget we that. Do oh, yeah, what you want right? That's what we yeah, want. We don't care. We it's just and if it's quotes every episode, then we got to do what every, we got to do, and that's what we got to do. But if you, but the thing is, is if we don't know the answers, we'll find a, a professional to have them come on and promote them, and that's how what they get from from this. So, Bondo, take us out. Help us stay informed. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hey, 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 hey. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. 